Hi guys, welcome back to Somewhere in Horror. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Justin, and today we're going to be talking about Talk to Me. Um, Talk to Me is an Australian film from 2022. This was released independently by a couple YouTubers that go by Raka Raka. I honestly have never seen any of their content until now. Uh, this is the only thing so far, but they seem like typical YouTubers that have like kind of vlog uh, aspects to them. Um, and they released this independently and put this through film festivals. And A24 saw, like one of the reps from A24 saw this film and asked them, after the screening if they were uh interested in working with a24 to release it wider and of course they said yes and it's it's a fantastic movie uh the film stars sophie wilde and miranda otto and uh joe bird are the main people that i can pull up to mind um i'll do a quick synopsis for you guys and then i'll give you my opinions i'll try to stay out of spoilers but um there are going to be some spoilers so when a group of friends discovers how to conjure spirits by using an embalmed hand they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. So, this movie is very refreshing um, in a few different ways. Um, it's a small cast of kind of small league actors. The largest character or the largest notoriety for any of these actors is Miranda Otto, and she is most notably in Lord of the Rings Two Towers and Return of the King. Um, she is the one that slays the Witch King at the end of Return of the King. Um, she's also, I believe, Zelda in Chilling Ch the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, and then she's also in I, Frankenstein. Those are the ones I know her best in. She's done a, quite a few films. And then uh, Sophie Wilde is our main character. And Joe Bird is one of our second secondary characters. So it's more focused on Sophie Wilde's character, Mia, who has been grieving over her mother. Uh, who died at, under mysterious circumstances in the sense of it was framed as suicide, but Mia never believed she would ever kill herself. And she's been kind of estranged from her father and she's been living with her best friend and uh, her family, just sleeping over all the time. Um her best friend's little brother is named 
uh, Riley. And Riley is the typical teenage boy who is starting to face a lot of peer pressures. And as such, he wants to do things that are kind of against his normal um, self. So Mia gets his sister and her boyfriend to follow her to a party where they are doing uh, a new challenge that has gone viral. It is holding the embalmed hand, saying, talk to me, and then allowing spirits to go into their body. Um, at first, Mia and her group of friends kind of find it skeptical, and they kind of don't believe it. So Mia, being her normal self, decides, oh, I want to try it. Um, she then sees an apparition of a dead man, freaks out and stops. And they tell her, go ahead, do it again. And she sees another apparition. Every time they do the talk to me challenge um, and hold the hand, it is a new person or spirit behind the hand. Um, and no one ever has the same experience. So she tries it. She finds it thrilling and fun. But Riley, who goes with her, his sister and Mia, is freaked out by some of the stuff that Mia says. Um, one of the rules is that you can only hold the hand for 90 seconds and let the spirit in for 90 seconds. If not, they will cross over and be stuck there. Um, and this is their first attempt. And she winds up going over that 90 seconds by they, I believe they said five seconds, um, which they kind of brush off is not a huge deal, but the next day they try to get it again. And that friend says, okay, sure, we'll do it again. It's kind of funny to watch you guys do it. Um, and Mia's best friend is also dating her ex-boyfriend, Daniel. And Daniel wants a shot at it, so he tries it out, has a crazy experience with it. And then it's just a montage of them doing it. Um, until... And the big deal here is that until Riley is al allowed to do it by Mia while his sister and Daniel go outside, Riley then freaks out. They don't show what he sees, but he looks at Mia freaking out. Mia gives him permission, and once he allows the spirit inside. She, the spirit sounds like her mother and starts talking to Mia like her mother. And then Riley decides to beat the living daylights out of himself, almost murdering himself by slamming his head into various objects, mostly the tables. Um, but right before he's going to do what looks like the finishing blow, his sister comes in and puts her hand in front of his head. Um, 
he also in, in one point tries to gouge his own eye out and yeah so this kid's real fucked up and the rest of the movie is trying to figure out whether or not for mia it's whether or not she can get him out well no actually correction uh for mia this the rest of the story is about figuring out if her mom is still there and she is obsessing over trying to communicate with her mom so she's constantly doing uh t- trying to talk to the spirits to get her mom to come uh using the hand um for the rest of it it is for the rest of the group it is trying to figure out how to save riley from himself and from the demon or ghost or spirit or whatever you want to call it that has taken over his body um there's a lot of really great aspects to this movie it opens up with the former owner of the hand um and him doing something extreme and crazy in the center of another different party um and it leaves you jarred and that's just the way that you start this movie doesn't really let up too much in whether it's about grieving or the horror aspects of this film it doesn't let you breathe too much which is really good um i love a good atmospheric horror movie that'll be able to kind of keep you in that chokehold of the border of sadness and fear um the hand is never fully understood there is a belief that has been kind of talked down through the grapevine that this hand was embalmed but cut off from a gypsy woman who was able to um or medium sorry um a medium who was able to communicate with the dead and use that specific hand to communicate with the dead there's the the belief that there's two hands involved and they just can't find the other hand but um the other thing is it's the embalmed hand seems more like a porcelain hand especially the way it sounds when it hits the um the table i swear they said it was a hand covered in porcelain and if they crushed the hand they would be able to see that the bones inside but i could be wrong um this movie doesn't let up and there's good mystery that stays along the entire time they never fully say whether it was mia's mom or whether it was just one of the spirits that had stayed with her they never really go into detail about where what's happening with riley they don't fully give you an answer as to whether what mia sees with riley while communicating with the dead is true or not um but you see her slowly descend into madness upon which she winds up doing some pretty crazy things and it's just one of those movies that just got to you whether it be the the fear aspect or the despair aspect and the other thing about this movie that really helps is there's 
almost no jump scares the entire movie, which that is one of my biggest gripes with a film is relying on jump scares rather than the imagery or the absence of the imagery. Um, this movie genuinely freaked me out because of certain images and it made me uncomfortable with the certain kind of psychology uh, at play here, the paranoia at play. Um, and they executed it so well. Uh, it just goes to show that people need to start giving more of an eye to independent filmmakers and even YouTube. Uh, some of the people on YouTube really know what they're doing and really know what to bring to the table to get the audience's reaction. And it's not just horror, but comedy and action and even the CGI um, is really like a really unspoken uh, hero um, within the YouTube aspects. Um, for this movie, it's mostly practical effects. I don't believe there's any CGI, but the practical effects are fantastic. The um, score is really good, and that ending is just crushing. It is one of those typical A24 horror movie endings, but it is refreshing and it is just soul crushing. Um, they are making a sequel to it. I want to see this within the next year or two uh, while the sound, the hype for it is all up. But the problem here lies with uh, the writers and actors strikes that are going on. It is a shame that they are not getting paid what they deserve, especially the small time actors and especially with writers. Um, they are not getting the credit or dues that they deserve. And as long as they, the big studios don't adhere to what they're asking for, it, who knows when our next big horror film is going to come out? Who knows when we're going to get the next original content? Um, I know that A24 has been so far successful in getting stuff released. Um, that is SAG and uh, WGA approved because they are following the demands of what SAG and WGA are act asking for. Um. But without any of this, like without either, nothing is going to be filmed and new stuff won't be made. Um, I also find it horrifying that they're planning to use background actors and or even nor like big high paid actors to be art artificially put into films and rendered into movies without any form of compensation for using face body and or voice um in pictures and that's another big issue that they are fighting for i stand with both sides of both the wga and the sag after people uh it is not cool that they are not getting what is due to them 
and it is a shame. Um, I believe this movie can be a potentially great series of scary movies. It's just we have to get a good writer to continue this. I hope the brothers are going to be in control and remain in control for this series. Who knows what happens with it. Um, but until then, we, we just have to wait and see what they do and see what happens in general with the, the protests. Um, this movie is a five-star film. It made me genuinely scared. Uh, it made me genuinely paranoid. And it's one of those films that's endings is so good. It sticks with you for a couple days. Um, I won't say it's terrifying for me, uh, but it was a great scare and it was a refreshing new thing that has been put out there. Uh, we don't get too many possession movies and we really don't get too many conduit uh, poltergeist type movies. Um, and both of those things were very originally done. Uh, even the way that they get possessed is pretty crazy looking to watch because they become battered and bruised. Their eyes get bloodshot. Their pupils go pure black. And it's just so well done. Um, I highly recommend if it's still in theaters for you guys to run to theaters to see it. Uh, if not, right when it becomes available to, to rent, rent it. I am buying it because I need to show this to other people and get their opinions. Um, it is just that good of a film. Um, and yeah, those are my thoughts on Talk to Me. Next week, I'm going to be doing The Last Voyage of the Demeter. I know I was going to be going over Nick Cutter's The Troop, but Last Voyage of the Demeter just came out and it is fresh in my mind. So I'm going to be doing a podcast recording of that very soon. And then we're going to get into Nick Cutter's The Troop, The Deep, and then Little Heaven. Um, if there are any horror movies that come out within that time, I will go between each of those releases and happily cover any horror films that come out that I really need to talk about outside of that. Those are my plans for the next about month and yeah, stay tuned guys. Thank you always as always for listening. I love you all. I appreciate you all. I hope you all have great days. Bye-bye.